Welcome to me in. Ha-ha! It looks like the bard is about to begin. I'll pour you an owl over the stories, fables, and tales about the swords, sickles, and spells in the depths of the swells. So take a listen to the tales that we spin here at the Cara Trust Inn. Hello and welcome to another episode of Carriage Rest Tales. I'm your host and Dungeon Master Mike. And to my left we have... Hey, hello everyone. This is Ryan. I am playing Kincaid. On last episode, he got busy working on fortifications for the Jacques and his buddy Red was teaching him how to use a bow. Hey everybody, this is Nick playing Mac, formerly known as Vaso. And in the last episode, Mac was talking to Captain Brandon. He was notified that Benson is basically welcoming Vaso back to the order, like offering him to come back without you know any punishment, no hard feelings, that type of thing. So. So Mac is a little torn, and he's actually began to write a letter to Benson explaining why he is away, but Woods and Kincaid do not know about the letter, so. Hey guys, it's Sam, and I'm playing Woods, the Elven Ranger, or Red, as she is currently known as, and Red got to hang out in a storage room all day, but she got to connect with her new wooden bow from Lucha, and it's really cool. It, uh is letting her attune to her riffs a little bit more. So when she's holding the bow, she can really focus on opening and closing the riffs based on her emotion. So it's pretty cool. So last we left off, Mac and Red were walking down, getting ready to meet Eldwin when Mac got a phone call. And all it said was the pirates arrived early. They shouldn't be here. And then it cut off. That cued Mac and Red kind of having a strange argument while Kincaid was watching from a distance. And then miraculously, you guys heard the sound of a cannon fire coming from further up north. Do we feel like the Order of Light's going to hear this cannon? No. Okay. We got to go. Yeah, I think with the cannon, Kincaid's just running. Those nasty yeah. pirates. Part of me feels like you jump in the water and start swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Like parallel to us running. Are we know. near water? Yeah. You You're on a are, beach. You guys are walking on the beach. Oh, okay. You can do that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since Kincaid's been in the water, so yeah. I think he would... Still feel itchy and dry? Yeah. All right, so Kincaid, after hearing the cannon fire, just starts booking it into the water, dives in, and starts swimming parallel to the shoreline. I'm Michael Phelpsing it. Yeah. Are you, like, <laughs> dolphining, like, hey, jumping hey, out? Hey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then what is... Red and Mac doing? I think we're going to start running. Yeah, we'll just start running. I'm just going to pull out her bow. Which one? She will be using her new bow, unless otherwise specified. You guys run for what seems about another mile, so you get an idea that Eldwin gave you guys kind of a halfway point to meet. And what you notice is there is a cave right along the beach. There's two barricades at this cave entrance, but you don't see anybody there. But you do hear sounds of combat coming from inside. Inside the cave? Inside the cave. Okay, are we gonna go in? Can he? I'm, can I'm you swimming. swim in? Can you swim into the cave? Is there water going in the cave? It's not water going to the oh. cave at this point. Do I see the pirate boat? You do not see the pirate boat. Okay, I guess I'll come out of the water and head towards the cave. Did I hear the battle? As you guys get to that cave entrance, it's probably a larger cave entrance, maybe about ten feet across, and you hear the sounds of battle echoing from inside. You can't see the battle yet because of the curvatures of the cave but you definitely hear the sounds echoing off the walls. 
All right, well, we're either going to get kidnapped or we're going to go kill some pirates. So let's go. All right. Watch lead the way. Or I guess Kincaid's confused to where the cannon came from. So I think he's going to stop and make sure he did not see a pirate ship. So you turn back around and scan the horizon and you do not see a pirate ship. Are y'all heading in? Yeah, I mean, there clearly sounds like there's distress happening. Do you, you... I just got a funny feeling. Where did the cannon come from? Maybe there's a ship. Maybe they, they phase in and out. Maybe they just remember how we opened the rift and came next to a dragon. Maybe that's what they happened okay. here. All right, y'all go in. I'll follow. Are you going to hang back? Yeah, like okay. 20, 20, 30 feet. Let your meat shields go first. Good call. Well, just if something happens yeah, to them. Gotcha. But yeah, my meat shields. Are I'm just going in Meatball quietly and pork chop. Running in. <laughs> uh, so Mac, gonna, he'll lead the way, but he's going to be cautious. Okay. Like going in. Yeah, I think we're going to go in like with like strategic, like yeah. order light style. Okay. Power I. Power I. Oh, that's a, that's a different one. That's shot. a different yeah. one podcast. No, right. I was thinking football, like power I formation. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> so you guys start closing in, and it's only really two bends. And when you round the corner, you see that there's a lot of light from a little makeshift town that's been established inside this cave. So think about the cave at this point is now probably about 50 to 60 feet wide, kind of like oval shaped. And there's a bunch of tents and stuff set up. But it's currently being overrun by some pirates that you guys kind of recognize. And one of them is a large ogre that is carrying a cannon as his weapon. And they are currently fighting the citizens that are in this little makeshift tent, which you recognize as the elves. And let's go ahead and roll initiative. Yeah, Woods is going to start shooting an arrow. I have a 12. 14. 10. My big ogre got a 14. Got ties, Vaso. I'm gonna have Vaso go first, and then there are accompanied with him three other smaller pirates that are the humanoid type pirates, and they got a five. Vaso, what are you doing as you're seeing this uh, panic ensue? Okay, so he's gonna look at the big guy, and um, what what the big guy is? He's, he's just attacking an elf right now. Yep. Yeah, he's kind of attacking. There's probably about three elves that are trying to fend him off, and he is swinging a big cannon around, and you see that he has a worker that's kind of next to him that's picking up, like, a cannon. Like, he's dragging a cannon to his boss. So Vaso is going to close the distance on the big ogre. Okay. Initiate rage, and then swing away. Protect your lady. Is that a two or a 20? <laughs> that's that's a, a, I'd 20. Say, I'd roll it. I'd say 20. Tell. No, that's 100% a 20. I can't see it from here, so. It's a tw- if you want to stand up, but nope. it's a 20. All right. Natty 20. He's ready to defend his lady. Yeah. So you're going to do max damage plus um, your roll. Uh, so max damage would be 17 plus a roll. Oh, great. A one. Um, so a uh, six. 17 plus six. Yep. So 23. 23, yep. Okay. He and definitely then. notices you're there now. Yep. <laughs> and definitely the biggest threat. Do I still get my extra attack? You do. Uh, 17. 17 hits. Uh, 8 damage. That definitely makes him wary of you. So what he's going to do is he's going to take his cannon that he's got in his hands, and he's actually just going to throw it on top of the three elves that he was fighting. So they just, like, catch this cannon, but immediately fall over just because they're not strong enough to, like, take the impact from it. And then he's going to turn and just bare knuckles, just start, like, punching at you. So he's going to take two swings at you, one with each fist. I assume my 11's going to miss you. That is a miss. 17. That hits. 
I take 15 bludgeoning damage. All right, so since I'm in rage, I'll take seven. Seven, yep. And that's all he's doing is he's kind of preoccupied with that. And I'm going to say Mac doesn't notice this, but you guys watching him notice that, yeah, that guy threw the cannon down, but now his lackey is loading the cannon with that cannonball that he was carrying over. So that's what he's doing. And that brings us up to Red. Um, okay, she's going to try to get a little high. Um, so she wants to climb on like a slag tight or some sort of like structure or something. She just wants to get a little up in the air a little bit. Stalagmites are on the ground. Or she's going to grab a stalactite and literally pull herself up. <laughs> okay. No, yeah. She's just looking for some sort of height above people. Yeah, there's a stalagmite that you can climb up. Okay, so she's going to do that. She's going to pull out her brand new bow of lucha and she's going to pump a couple of arrows in the big guy. 30. Okay, 30 yeah. is going to hit, but roll because you have advantage. Okay. Yeah. 30. Yeah. Hits. That's the highest D&D roll I have ever made (laughs) was a 30. Yep. That happens when you have a lot of pluses. I love that. Okay. Nine damage. And then this creature already has damage. So she's going to roll a Callus Slayer for another seven. Okay. And then she's going to shoot him again for a 18. Still hits. And nine damage. Kincaid. Kincaid. All right. This ogre's helper. Is it just another pirate? Yep. It's one of the humanoid pirates. He is going to cast magic missile. Okay. Love it. To prevent this dude from... Uh, so I think it's an automatic hit. Yes, it is. So it's... That's the wrong spell. <laughs> I was like, that's a lot of damage. He's like flipping through his book and then he's like, nope, just nope. keep going. So three darts, 1d4 plus one damage. Uh, three. Three. Two. Oh, that was terrible. Eight. eight. eight that's damage. pretty good. Eight damage. That definitely he hits the guy and he kind of stumbles over, so it kind of delays his loading of the cannon a little bit. Is he within five feet of Basso? He is. All right. I'm going to use sorcery points because I don't want him to have that cannon. I'm going to expend two points, and I will cast Fire Bolt at said dude. Okay. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven misses. Glad I had advantage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you shoot the firebolt at him, and he kind of keels over a little bit, and it ignites the cannon, which he just finished loading. Oh, no. And then the cannon is going to fire off. On the plus side, you can roll a D8. Eight. Eight. That makes sense, as this cannon, while the guy was laying on top of it, went off. So he took a lot of damage from just the reverberation of this cannon, so he took eight bludgeoning damage. Okay. The cannonball tears across this encampment and it just rips down a bunch of the tents. And then you guys notice that off in the distance, there is a rift that you couldn't see originally because the tents were kind of blocking the, the way, if that makes You're sense. You're welcome. I mean, thank you. We all see it? Yeah, you guys would all see it at this point because okay. you followed a cannon. <laughs> yeah. I'll say the cannon shot right, right through the rift. So somehow. the cannonball's like in there. Yeah, it's in, like in, in, in Dorma. Dorma. Yep. It just keeps going. Like the rift, like fortified it. Is that was that oh, your enemy's and then turn? My enemies, they have you have engaged with any of them yet? So they're just going to continue to fight the citizens. There were five, four of them, I think I said. I think I said five, but one of them is a helper that you guys did engage with. He's currently in shock from getting hit and then almost blown up. So I need everybody at the table to roll a d20. Seven. Nineteen. Four. I got a 10, so I got a stalemate on mine. We had one uh, citizen die from the one pirate that Sam rolled for, and then two of the pirates died. So we're down to two pirates, a helper, and an ogre. Yep, two pirates, a helper, and an ogre. 
That brings us up to Vasu. So Vasu, he like he sees the rift, but then he also sees this huge ogre in front of him. So he's gonna he's gonna yell, "Hey, hey Red, close that rift!" And then um, Vasu is gonna swing at the ogre again. You're gonna get like a hand signal back. Okay. okay. Confirming <laughs> okay. that. Hand signal. Yeah. yeah. Eighteen. Eighteen hits. Okay. Eleven damage. Okay. That's not liking you guys right now. Uh, Twelve misses. In response, he's still bare knuckled fighting you. He's gonna reach out and try to just grab you, okay, with his, with his hands. So we're gonna do competing strength checks, and I believe I get advantage, twelve. All right, so he got a fourteen. So he picks you up and just starts squeezing with his arms in. So you're going to take ten bludgeoning damage. You know what? I miscalculated that. Oh, what did you get? Uh, 15, because I, I didn't have my... It's um, I'm proficient in strength saving throws, so I, I only added three, but I was supposed to add six. Oh, okay, gotcha. So okay. I got 15. So he tries to pick you up, and he's trying to squeeze you, but you're not... You're just, like, being able to push him out, so you don't take any damage. But then he gets really frustrated, so he's just going to throw you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and go ahead and make a dexterity saving throw. Natty 20. Woo-hoo! All right. <laughs> so he throws you, and you just miraculously, like, grab a stalagmite and kind of, like, gracefully like turn back around land on your feet and you didn't take any damage from hitting the wall all right which is like so impressed (laughs) those pole dancing lessons paid off (laughs) really (laughs) paying off and then that brings us up to is it his turn or my turn i just my enemy just went okay great it's my turn oh i guess i was doing the helper on his turn though wasn't i he was loading the cannon yeah yeah Yeah. it's a helper's turn helper's turn he is going to get up and start running towards the rift. Okay. Uh, it's so it's my turn. I'm going to, holding my bow, I'm going to close the rift. And we're going to do rift stitch. How big is this guy? Can I discern? I feel like at this point I know how many rolls I need to do like yep. based on the yep. size. So I'll start giving you the hit points of the rifts. Perfect. This one has 20 hit points. 20 hit points. That's the best way I can think to yeah, do no, it. Yeah, no, it's perfect. So do I know from being in that little room that you said that angrier I am? The bigger the rift gets. Yep. So the happier I am, the smaller the rift gets. Yep. Okay. While you're equipping the bow. Well, I'm so I'm, I'm holding the bow in my hands because I was just shooting with it. Yep. So I'm gonna cast rift stitch. So how does that work from a mechanic standpoint? Do I like? Let's do double. Just double your roll. Okay, but do I have to like roll to see if I'm actually happy? Roll, like, roll for happiness. D- I'm no. gonna let I'm gonna let you roll play that one. You know, like if you think you are happy in the moment, you can do it. Okay. I, you know what? I am happy in the moment because I just like watched kind of what like Vaso did, like, like breaking free from this guy. He threw him and he like kind of spun around. I'm like, yeah. So I have a little joy in me. So how's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. She's got the joy, joy, joy down in her heart. <laughs> I just know it's going to be a song and I know I'm not going to know And you're not going to know it. Yeah. <laughs> Joy to the world? It is going to make you sad. (laughs) Joy to the world? Yeah, I don't know the lyrics to that. So my next question is... (laughs) Other than joy to the world. Okay, so then when she... Another game mechanics question. Now that I know it's 20, can I just roll until I hit 20 or I max out my level? Or do I have to tell you what I think I want to roll? I say tell me. Okay, yeah. Because if not, I would just take 20 hit points. Yep. So I'm going to do three. Three times four is not going to be enough. So I'm going to do six. What, what can it go up to four? She but can you go get up double, to six. right? Can go up oh, but I'm going to get double. No, per dice. But I'm going to get double. All right, so I'm going to do three. Okay. So three, six, um, ten. Right on the ten. dot. Ten. Yep. Double right it is dot. 20. So Woods taking three levels and using her bow has successfully closed the rift as you see this energy 
go across and the rift starts to close. As it's starting to close, you see a elf run out and say, no, like trying to like, no, don't. She doesn't know where you are, but she's just staring at the rift like, no, no. And then you hear her shout like, you said you wouldn't close it. We were, you said you wouldn't. And then she's starting to get attacked by a pirate. Kincaid. Wait, I get a movement. Okay, you get a movement. I want to head. Down, I'm gonna get come down off my perch. I want to head down towards that interaction. Okay. Okay. So I just saw the ogre throw um, Mac. Mac. Yep. The helper is running. He was away. running towards the rift, but now it's closed. All right. I still see the ogre as the bigger threat. So I'll, I'll cast a firebolt at him. Sounds good. Is he within five feet of? Not anymore. Dang it. <laughs> All right. Because he threw me. Because he threw you. Yep. Is anyone within five feet of Osso? No, not an enemy. I'd okay. say some of the citizens are, but... All right, Firebolt, Ogre, coming up. One. One. <laughs> you got to do this for the first time. Oh, I get a critical fail card? Yep, so the very bottom one is if you're doing a magic spell, I believe. Off we go. You teleport 10 feet in a direction randomly determined by the GM. Up is also a direction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say you teleport 10 feet forward which is right in line with the big ogre you were just attacking. Sweet. So you teleported right, right in the melee combat. So that's a, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, no, that's reasonable. And that brings us up to enemy two. You guys still haven't engaged with any because you're so focused on the ogre. There's two of them left. So we're going to have Kincaid and Mac go ahead and roll a d20. Yeah, I'm rolling terribly. Nine. Five. All right, two citizens bite the dust because you guys are not rolling well. And then that brings us up to Vaso. Uh, yeah, Vaso, you know, he's feeling good. Like he just got out of that, sh- that grapple. And um, so he's just going to close back the distance right next to his buddy Kincaid. <laughs> yep. Get right back into melee with that big ogre and swing away. All right, swing, swing, swing. Ooh, crit fail. Oh, you get a card. You get a card, oh, too. Oh, no. Here, I'll pull it for you. Yours was a melee attack, so it's going to be the, I think, the top one. Cramp? Is this, it says awkward? That Yeah, that's fine. So it's the, yeah, this, this is the top one. What does it okay, say? take a 1d4 penalty to your next two attacks. Okay. Okay. And then your turn's over, obviously, with the crit fail. That was not too bad. Yeah. But seeing as how you are right in melee combat with the person that just attacked you, He's going to try to punch you again, but he's going to, now he has two targets. He's going to punch both of you guys. So one attack, we'll do max first, 24. Yeah, that hits. 13 bludgeoning damage. Can't take half because he is still in rage. And then instead of a punch, I'm going to say he kicks just because I want to <laughs> I'm not, I'm mix not a up some threat. stuff. Yeah, he's just kicking you off to the side, but it's a 12. It meets. Ties go to the attacker. 13 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> wow. As you get flung back, let's say six feet. Okay. From that hefty kick. That's why I don't go in melee. And then I'm going to say at this point, the guy that was running towards the rift doesn't really know what to do. And he starts like pulling at his hair, like uh, stressed out, pulling at his hair. And you're seeing that parts of his hair like falling off. He's pulling out his hair, literally. That brings us up to red. Okay. I'm going to close the gap and... To the interaction? To the interaction. I'm going to halfway through, before I start running. So I figured I got halfway there in my first movement. I'm going to pump two arrows into this guy who is hurting this elf that was upset about closing the rift. And then Go ahead and roll for that. 14. That hits. 10 damage. Okay. He Has he gotten damage before? He has not. Second arrow, 27. 
<laughs> eight damage. Callus Slayer. One D8 if the creature is below his hit point max, so I can roll Callus Slayer. One more. Okay. And then I'm going to continue to get... I don't want to be directly in melee with them, but okay. I'm going to get close to it. You can get close to it. Okay. Is the plus two bow to hit and damage? It is. Oh, and damage? Yep, that's how magic armor works. I had a feeling. Add four. Add two. Four I'm not going to give it to the Cal Slayer roll also, but two. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. So you got four more. How many arrows did I hit him with? Two. Two. Yeah, add four. Thanks, Brian. Who loves you? Brian. Since I'm not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> You're teleporting around. I'm teleporting, getting kicked. <laughs> something, something you didn't know you could do. Yeah, I know, right? Whoa, uh, whoops. Nomis would have liked this other one. Step on it. If you have a tail, take 1d4 damage. <gasps> oh, no. <laughs> I don't know how you get the animal claw thing, but. That's for an, a nature-based attack. Okay. Like it for druids and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Red, <laughs> you closed the distance. You fought two. Or you shot two arrows. You yeah, I'm probably going to ask. I can speak. You can speak. So what do you, why Why do you want the rift open? What do you want? That's that's into Dorma. That's how we can get home. They shout. I can open it again. Oh, thank you. As like in the middle of this combat. <laughs> yeah, we're <just> chatting. <laughs> I'm gonna come help her. All right, and that brings us up to Kincaid. You just got kicked six feet away. Let's say you dust yourself off. Since my buddy's within five feet, he's back within five feet. And you're out of melee. I'm firebolting this fool. <laughs> I'm gonna stop using this dice today. Uh, 17. <laughs> 17. Is that dice timeout? Oh, 17 does hit. Yeah, it's my <laughs> bad dice. Bad dice. 2d10. That's a D8. <laughs> wow. Hey, I had a bad day at work. Eight plus seven. 15 damage. 15. All right. Fire damage. Fire damage. It doesn't make a difference on these guys. Okay. And then Kincaid's just going to turn around and make sure they're not being flanked. Okay. Sounds good. Just making sure, like, no one's creeping up behind him. Yep. No one's creeping up behind him. Okay. We have one pirate that is now engaged. It's been shot twice by Red. So it is going to break off because the elves aren't putting much up of a fight. So it breaks off, kicks the lady you were talking to because she was distracted during conversation, and then it's going to close the gap to attack red. Okay. Two rapier attacks coming at you. First one is an eight to hit. Misses. And a 16 to hit. Uh, It meets because I just remembered I upped my dex, so my armor class needs to change to 16. Take seven piercing damage. And then Mac, go ahead and roll a d20. Natty 20. All right. Yeah. The last little pirate has perished. So we have the ogre. The helper is kind of tearing his hair out, running around. And then there's one that's attacking red. Brings us up to Vaso. Okay. Vaso is just going to attack again. And he gets, I got to take a 1d4 penalty on my next two attacks. So does that count? Yep. The next two. So next two d20 rolls okay. for some reason when you said penalty i just automatically thought of oh great in a penalty box <laughs> another crit fail no nine total well, roll your d4 to get it out of the way you know you missed anyway yeah so uh seven yep misses all right so he misses that one and then wow these are crappy rolls so eight minus four is four Yep. So yeah, your D four rolls out of the way. Yeah, oh, that's good. Just want some more dice. <laughs> no, I got I got a couple backups here. <laughs> All right, enemy one. After kind of seeing you fumbling around, thinking, oh, he's starting to slow down. He's getting a little weak. I can take him. Um, he's gonna try to swing at you twice. Uh, first one is nineteen to hit. Yeah, that hits. And fourteen to hit. Fourteen misses. Okay, so he just hits you with one. Eleven bludgeoning damage. All right. And then he's going to turn and shout at the helper, where's my cannon? Load it up. And the 
helper, I guess I realized I have to have him go. Um, he's pulling his hair out and is looking around and he's trying to find a cannonball. He can't find a cannonball and he's just running around because he doesn't know what to do. Red. All right. So I'm, am I in melee with this guy that was hitting me? Yes, you are. Okay. So I'm going to put away my bow, get out my sickles because I'm in melee and I'm going to give a couple of swings. 26. 26 hits. I'm crushing the rolls today, guys. At least someone is. Eight damage. And then... It's not looking too hot. Offhand, 22. Seven damage. I gotta get a new dice. All right. I did. And then, Automatic <laughs> kills. And then I'm gonna Callus Slayer, because I can do that on anything. Add six to that. And then I'm gonna attack again. You don't need to attack again. Oh, good. So <laughs> you definitely, with your first hit and then your offhand hit, you... Are able to slay this pirate. Awesome. And he falls into a dark shard. Uh, I'm going to move over and pick up the help the other elf up. The one that he kicked over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kincaid. All right. With advantage, how do constitution saving throws work? I would have disadvantage. Okay. I'm going to cast Frostbite okay. on this dude. In a while. Uh, 14. My disadvantage. Oh, no, I got to flip through my book here. That meets. All right. Ties go to the attacker. So he takes... 2d6 cold damage and then has disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll. Okay. One, six, seven. Seven. Seven cold damage. He seems a little bit more susceptible to cold damage. So he kind of has like a freezing headache and he goes, ah, and he's trying to like hold his head and then he falls over, perishes into a death by headache. Death (laughs) by headache. Brain freeze. Brain freeze. Brain. Yeah. Yeah. brain freeze, yeah. He didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> he got the brain pain, coach. <laughs> the brain pain. Hey, guys, it's Sam. I just wanted to take a quick moment and thank you so much for listening. If you hadn't had the opportunity yet, we really strongly encourage you to check out our website at caradresstales.com. You'll find links there for our Discord and our Instagram. Go ahead and follow us at at caradresstalesdnd. This is where we post a lot of funny in-studio videos and um, photos of us here. Thank you so, so much for following along on this journey. I cannot believe we're already knee-deep in season two. Again, we really appreciate that you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with us. I hope you enjoy the show. And that's going to drop us out of combat as the only remaining combatant is the guy that's running around looking for a cannonball. And he takes a long time running around looking for a cannonball even after everybody else has stopped fighting and started like surrounding him. He doesn't even notice that. He's just running around trying to find a cannonball. Help me question this guy. Question I him. I feel like, is he is he competent enough to answer anything? Well, we need to find out. All right, I'm just going to pull up my trident and put it at his throat. You there. Cannibal. And he hey. like tries to move it out of the way and turns around. And is like, cannibal, can, 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 cannibal. Where, where, where's the can, can, where's, where's the cannibal? You, he, you've been he, defeated. He, your, your master he keeps, is. If you guys mad. aren't going to restrain him, he's just going to keep. Yeah, I'm, restra- I'm putting okay. the, yeah. Well, he's not going to respond to the trident. He's just going to. I'll go. I'll go hold him. The way. I'll I'll go up and like try to lock his arms behind his back. Yep. And hold him. And then you just see him cannibal, cannibal, and he's just looking around. Cannibal, where's where's the cannibal? Cannibal. He said, "Get the cannibal, cannibal." I'm going to take out my new dagger and like put it at his throat and start to press. All right. He's going to jolt around enough that it's going to cut. This is not doing anything. So go ahead and roll a d. What is it? D four for daggers. Yeah. I think so. 
Kincaid, I just... Uh... I'm, I think I'm about to slit his throat, so it doesn't matter. Four, it's a plus two dagger, yep. so eight damage. Eight damage, okay. And he's going to not quite be down, but he definitely is bleeding quite profusely, but he's still jolting around looking for the... Uh, do we, do we eat this guy? I'm mercy killing him. I'm just okay. slicing him again. Yep. All right. So you deal enough damage that he perishes and he falls, but not as a dark shark. He falls as a corpse. Does he have a tattoo on his head? Not on his head, but as you start looking over the body, he does have a tattoo on his stomach. And the same one from the gibbering. other pirate. And he was gibbering. Yep. Same thing as the pirate of the symbol, which I think you guys have it around here somewhere. The squiggly... Yep, it is the one that is the more squiggly one, not the... Not this one, but the... The other one. The one that you guys have put together is the lowest tier in the organization. So the ogre and the other pirates, when they died, went to Dark Shard. Dark Shard. This guy did not. Correct. And he was babbling like uh, our other... And I'll explain the encounter that I had in the cell with the other tattooed guide and the babbling and the babbling and not making any sense at all. As you guys are sitting there having that conversation, you then start to realize that you are in the center of this encampment and you have a bunch of swords drawn around you guys. Okay. And like, what's going to like, hands up. What, what, what's going on here? Why are you in our encampment? How did you come here? Why did you close our rift? We, we were called here. And she'll look at Vasa like, uh, you want to step in here, buddy? Yeah, I'll pull out my shell phone, and I'll be like, Odwin called me, said you guys needed help. Go ahead and roll three D20s. Borrow a D20? <laughs> you, I don't think you want to borrow mine. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I don't want to give you mine because... Uh, okay, I'll just, here, 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 I'll just here. roll. I was going to see if Eldwin made it. <laughs> oh, no! Said three citizens died. We're going to see which ones died. Okay, a 19, 14, and a 10. All right. Eldwin made it. So Eldwin comes out. Oh, V, you made it. I'm so excited that you came. Thank you for helping us. Guys, it's okay. This is the person that we called. They they came to help. They're not part of that clan, that that black and white clan. They're they're good. They're safe. The order. Yeah. The black and white clan. Yeah. Yeah, the, the black and white clan, they showed up in the in in oh, Stringham just a couple of days ago. They're the uh, order yeah, of light. The order, yeah. Why would they be after you? Well, I mean, we just try to avoid them. They used to, how do we say this? They they used to steal our people. Steal your people? Yeah, I mean, it's only happened a couple of times, but we, we've just tried to avoid them. We haven't really ran into them since we got here. And then people start trying to, like, hush her up. The people that they steal, are they magical? And then at that point, she's been kind of, like, drugged back yeah. <laughs> into the group. Eldwin says you're okay, so I guess we could stick around, but I don't know if we're ready to share everything with you guys. I'm going to extend my hand out and introduce myself to the person who's speaking. Okay. How are you introducing yourself? My name's Red. Nice to meet you, Red. Thank you for coming to our assistance. I'm glad that Eldwin found some reliable allies. I hope you understand that we're being a little bit protective. You're the first outsiders to our new home. Yeah, I I think we can all understand playing it close to the best. And then at... Oh, sorry. And I'm going to point at one of the, the the elf that had the interaction that when I closed the rift. However, sh- she said that the rift is how you get home, and I, I closed a pathway to your home. When you say that, the lady that you were talking to is going to step forward and say, yes, you said that you could op- open it? If it's to Dorma, I can, open a, I can open a rift to Dorma. I mean, yes, we need to be able to go back and forth. But why do you want to go to Dorma? Well, we can't stay on this side that long. We need to go rejuvenate. Are you from there? Yes. Okay. That's why 
the order was stealing them. That's why the order is stealing you. The limited knowledge Kincaid has of <laughs> yeah. all this. Yeah. I think he's connecting so, the so dots. So you know why they were stealing us? They turned to look at Kincaid. I have no clue. Yeah. I, I have no, no we idea told you. why they were stealing people of Dorma. No, but we would have told you like the importance of Dorma and like what they're doing to scientists. And we would have told you everything we knew. So you would basically know everything that Nomus knows. Not so knows, yeah. it sounds like they were doing experiments. Yeah. From what I was told. How do, how do you know they were doing experiments on us? I was told. And I'm just going to like glance so, at you. So Red. we escaped the Order of Light. Oh, they tried to capture you as well? No. Unfortunately, we used to be a part of that. However, currently they want me dead or alive because of the amount of information I know about how they are not who they say they are and about the experiments and about killing people and about the shadow people and the doppelgangers. We know all of this. Okay, and then you notice that a bunch of the elves had their swords drawn up behind you and you said you used to be in the order. Yeah. And then when you they heard that they wanted you dead or alive, they're like, so you're an enemy of Yeah, I'm, our I, enemy. I'm their number one. I... I'm their number one enemy. I've seen multiple posters with her wanted. I can vouch for her. I'm, I'll introduce myself as Kincaid as Captain Brandon's first mate. Yes, we recognize Captain Brandon as a figurehead. Yes. Do and you... he trusts them and so do I. Okay. I guess we can allow you into our, well, first open the rift. Okay. She's going to open. Do I need to do all six? It doesn't I want to be really impressive. Oh, yeah, sure. Do all six then. Uh, and I'm also going to be like, I'm going to pull the bow out. I'm going to do all the things. Okay. What are you doing with the bow? I'm going to hold the bow and I'm going to like stretch it open. No, I'm just going to hold it in front of me um, with both hands. And I am going to think about, <laughs> I'm going to think about playing with Nomus's tail. Okay. Sounds good. Because that has always brought me joy, like kind of playing, like poking fun at him and like petting him. And every time he'd like get into it as I petted him. Yep. Go ahead and roll it. So I had six, 10, 11, 13. Was that six rolls? Yeah, six. Oh, six yeah. rolls? Uh, 13, 26. So 13. So you open a rift for approximately about six hit points. Oh, crap. I, as I you did As you were opening it up, thing. you were experiencing joy. So it wasn't, it was moving counterintuitive. So I only take six hit points? Nope, you still take 13. Dang it, I did the wrong thing. <laughs> oh, you wanted to be sad yeah. to open it, to Sadder, make it bigger. Frustrated, angry, something like that make the rift bigger but it's all right you're still learning this power but okay that's a little bit smaller than it used to be but i think can... i know i know i know but i can i can get it bigger if you need me to yeah I prefer to have it bigger it makes it easier for us to go back and forth okay well now now she's like <laughs> nervous <laughs> because like before like she didn't have to worry about all this so she's gonna put her bow away okay sounds good and she's just gonna open it how she normally would okay so um, take as much damage as you want to get it to where you want it to be yeah i probably at six right now it used to be at a 20 so it would be 14 damage if you were trying to get it back to its original size <laughs> uh i can't take 14 damage okay uh, well i could but i'm gonna have one hit point left <laughs> uh i'll do it and then i'll just cure wounds on myself okay sounds good so so i'm gonna take uh, it up thank you for doing that i guess i guess we can how can we help you thanks for helping us how can we how can we help you guys are you actually are you able to stick around we might need your help some more well, how, how did the pirates get here? They came through that as they point at the rift. And you want that open even though the pirates can come through it? 
Well, if it's not there, eventually we'll be stuck in the same site as them anyways. Who opened this for you? We found it. What is with the caves and the rifts? This is the second cave that has had a rift in it. Vasha's like, he's trying to, trying to keep his space from the rift because he knows if he gets close to it, he's going to get angry and he remembers last time that happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a great call. So, yeah, Vasha is just... You know, not trying to draw too much attention to himself, <laughs> but, but slowly you know, backing up. Yeah, just you know, nonchalantly just as you're hanging backing. out in the back. You yep. know, just as you're backing up, Eldwin finally got free of her captors <laughs> and comes running over and just like dive bomb hugs you. Thank you for coming. I was so scared, and I knew you would come. I'm so happy. How did you find us? We heard the cannon oh, that the guy that shot was off. Really loud and like. Your ears are still like ringing from the last time the cannon fire went off. Like, oh, well, I'm glad that we at least had you walking in the right direction and we were able to find you and you came. You're my savior. Thank y'all. So Kincaid's still confused. How did you know the pirates were coming? Oh, the pirates are trying to recruit us, but we told them no. And then they said that we had until sundown tomorrow, meaning tomorrow, to join their side or else they'd come back. And... They showed up a day early. I don't know what happened. Okay. For some reason, they're here earlier than they should have been here. We still had a day to, to fortify to... I guess you can't trust pirates, can you? I, I mean, I don't really like the pirates. They work for the the Night Circle. We don't, What's, do you we don't know want anything to join of, them. Do you know, what do you know about the Night Circle? She's going to... Um, Woods, when she hears that, is going to crumple through her bag and hand the picture, the wanted poster with her on it from the Night Circle... And say, I'm, well, they're looking for me alive. Why did they? Why are they trying to recruit you? I don't. I don't know. But somebody named the professor. Well, the, the professor's their their leader. Well, he's looking for me alive. Why would they be looking for you alive? I mean, I know they want us to help. They're trying to recruit and build up their ranks of the pirates, but we we don't want to join them. They're the ones that shot us down to start with. If we want to meet the professor, we have a way to do it now. We absolutely have a way to do it. And now is probably not the time, but... She's going to shoot both of them a look like we need to have a conversation, not in front of everyone else, because she wants to talk about like a couple of things. Yeah, she's just doing that shoot around, and they don't notice that, and they're like, do you think we might be able to get you guys to stick around to help us for tomorrow as well? You guys seem very... You seem like better fighters than us. I mean, I... Th- I can't stay... I think well, I'm Captain Brandon needs me tomorrow. For what? I know where you all are at. Why do you where are you going? I have to help fortify the ship. It's my priority right now. Yeah, but if the pirates come, the ship's not gonna make matter. I can come back. I just need to go check in. That's acceptable. Just don't bring any of those I'm not gonna yeah black I, and white clan with you. But yeah, you guys I guess you can the, leave, but I don't wanna leave. I'm not going back. The with, order the order of light, is that what you called them? Yeah, the order of somebody calls them torches around here. Don't don't bring any of them. I won't. Maybe don't tell anyone where we're at because we don't want them to find us. You can trust I won't. him. I won't. Do you think Can I have that cannon though? Yeah. I don't know what we're gonna do with it. We don't have any picture gun. you dragging a cannon back down the beach. <laughs> we don't beach. have any gunpowder or you know, like so be happy to give it to you. I don't know how you're gonna move it, but put it in the back. It's my muscle. Do you is there somebody named Teal? Here. Go ahead and roll 3d20. Did she survive? Crit fail. She died. 12. She did not make it. <laughs> Even with my bead. Even with your bead. I used a bead. I know, but I'm going to give I'm going to give it give you something for the bead. Okay. But Teal did not make it. Can I get Teal's apprentice? <laughs> Teal does not have an apprentice. How um, about the person that taught Teal? Unfortunately, Teal didn't make it. What did you 
be I was, here for. Well, I just, I was told that she, and she's going to pull out one of her healing potions. Is she made these healing potions and that she could kind of teach me how to find things that will, how to forage for things that will give us health back without having to use magic or having to bandage ourselves. Oh, yes, her her potions that she's made. Those are very useful. I don't I don't want to part with this, but since you are going to help us tomorrow, I will give you her research binder. Her book? Yeah. Okay. I would I'd absolutely love that. In the meantime, and like you can at this point like Woods is kind of like hunched over. <laughs> I mean, she's got she's not doing hot. She's sweating. Opening and close the rift situation took a, real, a lot out of her. Is there somebody that could help me now? Do you have a healer? Yes, we can get you a, a healer. Okay. And then they'll direct you over to, I don't know, somebody. That would be Athena. We'll call her Athena. Athena, the healer? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Vasa needs some healing as well. Okay. So they're offering, yeah. I got kicked. Yep. So they will... <laughs> <coughs> Three hit points <laughs> <No>. down. <laughs> 13. Yeah, you get hit pretty hard. So they'll heal you back up, and I'm going to say just for mechanics-wise, it's only going to get you back to half of what you've lost. It's not enough to heal you fully since they are also been fighting with pirates and stuff like that. So I picture their resources are also pretty low. Round up or round down? Round up. So you get more health back. And then oh. we can do our own. So this is a short rest or no? It is nighttime. So you guys could probably do a short rest. Yes. If you are going to, I'm going to say if Kincaid, you're planning on going back and forth. Probably in the morning. I'll, I'll stay during the night. Okay. I'll so. check back in the morning. Okay, so then, yeah, you guys can all get a short rest in. All right, so before my short rest, I'm going to use three spell slots to do cure wounds on myself. Okay. Or, or if there's any left over, I will do it to I'll help my buddy out. Okay, so let's work on that. And I also want to loot the uh, pirate I killed. Oh, uh, the big the, ogre the cra- guys? Well, the, oh, the, the, the crazy, crazy guy. guy. He doesn't really have anything of note on him. He has, like, a dagger on him, and he probably would have one charge on him, so one sack of black powder. Oh, okay. Since he already had used one of them, I pictured him having two at the start of this combat, so. Okay. Nick, you can take nine hit points back, and then I short rest get my three spell slots back. Right, is that how that works? Yes, you get half of your level yes. back. So how is Vaso feeling with the rift being open? You definitely get more angry the closer you get to the rift. Okay. But you're able to find a nice spot away from the rift, are you going to tell Eldwin why you're trying to stay away from the rift or no? No. Okay. Wow, Just, keeping secrets so young in the relationship. Yeah, it's not a good start, bud. Interesting. So we'll say maybe even you convince Eldwin to go outside the cave entrance to like keep yeah. watch out there or something like that. Yep. So Just you're, so you're wanted, gonna, I, I'll tell her I wanted some fresh air. Yep, perfect. So you guys are able to escape out to the beach, and you're pretending to be on watch, but really you're just trying to get away from the rift. There was an elf when we first came into the town that was using magic. Oh yeah, the one with the that was uh, with the bear. Uh, Freya. Yeah, is she here? Roll three d twenties. Three d twenties. Got Mike. That could have two d twenties. See, this is why we were saying before, like what? Nothing. What? I thought that was a good mechanic. No, it's it's so good, but. Seven and five. She did not make it. <laughs> I'm just going to kill everybody off, you know, just Game of Thrones style. Unfortunately, <laughs> what were you looking for her for, though? To see if they trusted us enough to tell us how they learned magic. Well, didn't she have, like, a teacher? Yep, she did say she had a teacher. It was Teal. <laughs> They're all dead. The magic dies so with them. You would also remember that you strongly believe that she had just made up a name. 
when she talked about her teacher. Oh, yeah. Who was the person... I'm going to try to find the person Woods was talking to about the rift. Okay. You can find them pretty easily. In a nice, polite way, ask how they... If they have any magic users among them. Well, you do know they have some magic users because they just healed you guys with magic. Okay. So I'll ask... How did you come to learn this magical craft? Someone would slip up and just say, well, wait, what do you mean? We just do magic. It's not common in this realm. And I am not from this realm. And I'll do like a create bonfire spell to show them that I can use it. Yep. As I continually do waving motions with my hand (laughs) while I'm talking to you, I can cast. Yep. They're not really impressed by being able to cast the bonfire. At this point, Ryan is holding a... Look at my magic. (laughs) I can do stronger spells. I just need to save them in case we're attacked. Yes, yes. We need to all save up our magic to uh, combat the pirates when they return. So magic is common in Dorma? Yes, yes. Magic is very common where we're from. Have you encountered people that look like me in Dorma? I have not, but... To be honest, majority of the, our time is spent in the air. So we have very limited spent contact. Spent in the air. Yes. Our original home was a floating city, but we got too close to the dwarven city and they shot us down. Am I near this conversation? No. I like how you're raising your hand. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. I have a question. So what do you mean? Are you not friends with the dwarves in the Dorma? Cities are not friendly in Dorma at all. Are they all floating cities in Dorma? No, I think we're the only ones that are a floating. Well, I guess there's not anymore. So how did they shoot you down? I'm confused. Well, they have a fortress city. They we just we got too close. Are all the races accounted for in Dorma? I don't understand what you mean by that. Is it just elves and dwarves, or are there other humans? Yes. Oh yeah. Orcs? There's there's other races. We try. I'm to- still learning about Dorma. Oh, yes. So I don't know what all's there. I don't know. I fought creatures that come from Dorma. Oh, you've you fought the, the shadows. Yes. Speaking of which, and then she whistles and a bunch of elves, usually a, a lot of the younger elves, each come and they grab the dark shards that have fallen from both the citizens that died and the pirates that died. And then they run into the rift with the dark shards. What do you What do you do with those shards? I've noticed. Oh, we we need to we need to separate them before they come back. So the, if the dark shards left unattended can reform into what they were once they usually alive with. They usually don't come back to what they were, but they come back as something. And what we have found, if they're too many close to each other, they um, combine. Is the best way I can describe that. I think Kincaid has a few in his. Pack. At this point, the ones that were in your pack would have uh, evaporated. Oh, okay. I feel like I need to share all this with Woods. I don't know if she knows all this. So I think I would find you and just say, yeah. I had a very interesting conversation <laughs> yeah. about Dorma. I don't know any of this. Apparently the elves lived in a floating city and got shot down They're by cities. dwarves. I don't. And We need if, to find Vaso. If too many of these dark shards accumulate, they regenerate into some other shadow creatures. I, I know nothing about Dorma, so I like didn't know if that now, was of interest to you. You now know more than I do. Yeah, Vato's outside so like, they don't, I don't think they saw me go outside, so I'm talking with Eldwin, and I guess I, I could ask her about her home city, and would she tell me the same thing, or? Yep, so she would tell you that she was from the Floating Leaf. Do you not like that name? <laughs> 
No, I think we caught something. I am a leaf in the wind. See how I soar. What do you want? Firefly? (laughs) What do you want to call the city? Um, Firefly. I like Firefly better. Yep. We were part of the Firefly City. Firefly City. Yes, it was our ingenious way of staying away from the creatures. We just floated above them. It was nice. It wasn't amazing. We didn't have a lot of amenities. It was hard living, but it was the safest we could we could be until we got shut down. Did they use fire elementals underneath to heat the air to make it rise? They did. So when you come over here, you can only stay over here for a certain amount of time? Yes. If we stay for too long, we'll start to, and she starts describing like exactly what you feel when you are in Dorma. You feel nauseous. Our skin starts to flake. And then you start thinking back to... You first landed at Stringham. You had saw a lot of the elves that were walking around wearing bandages. We tried to stay as long as we can, but we can only stay for at max about two days, and then we need to rotate. Got it. Okay. I instantly feel bad for you that your lover is from a place that you can't live in. Long distance relationships. Yeah. I feel like it's a very Romeo and Juliet thing that's happening. Yep. But for two days out of the week, we'll be pretty happy. <laughs> Got to get on the same schedule. <laughs> Monday, Tuesday. We're in Dorma. Well, I guess I could go over yeah. with her. And then Thursday, Friday? <laughs> we just, we just switched places. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Daily. Uh, yeah, Masto, he, he doesn't know how to feel about this, to be honest. Like, he's kind of heartbroken, but, it, like, he doesn't know, you know, he, in his mind, like, Dorma, everything from Dorma is bad. And, you know, here Eldwin is from Dorma. Mm-hmm. She's not bad. Yeah, but she's not bad. Um, <laughs> she's not bad. <laughs> she's not bad. <laughs> Some would say she's good. Yeah, right. so, yeah. Just so, kinda... for the next 24 hours, as you guys are having these conversations with them, I'm going to say they're going to be a little bit guarded off because you guys are strangers. Mm-hmm. I've already given you quite a bit of detail. So, I'm going to give you each one question that you can ask. And then we'll say that that's all the information you can get out of them in that day. Yeah. Let's come collectively yes, can. work as a team here. Yeah. Because I'll see you guys are keeping each other informed. Yeah, we'll like kind of keep sharing information with each other. So what do we already know? I mean, I feel like we know a lot. So we okay, know. So- okay, so the professor is in charge of the pirates who are actually the... Night Circle. The Night Circle, which is the same hooded figures that Va- are that Nomis's girlfriend Grace was in that took Nomis. So if we are looking for Nomis, the Night Circle could be a place to start because they seem connected. Yep. However, they also seem connected to the Order of Light. Am I putting that together correctly or no? I didn't get that connection. No. Why do you I, think they're connected? Well, I, it felt like they were connected on the other side. It felt like the is the Order of Light and like Damien working with these hooded figures and the doppelgangers. Like it feels like these hooded figures are trying to steal people and then bring them to the Order of Light to do these experiments on. Oh, I just took it that they were trying to recruit the elves to fight with them. Fight. Yeah. Who, I, I and don't... you think they're fight? You think the hooded figures? Well, maybe that's our question. Can we name? Can we name them so we stop calling them the hooded figures or the tattoo people? Well, they're the truth seekers. Right? Oh, yeah. Perfect. So the truth seekers, are the truth seekers fighting the order of light or are they working with the order of light? So maybe, is that a good question we should ask? I think so. Okay, hold on. So I think I know how Nomis would answer the question, but I don't um, think Kincaid does. <laughs> uh, Kincaid does no clue. You roped him in a very how about, intriguing... <laughs> we're going to ask... Kincaid or Nomis? No, Kincaid's stepping into all this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Order of Light, Truth Seekers. He's very confused. Yeah, he's 
Dorma. He had never heard of Dorma. Sorry, listeners, so don't worry. It's all right. I'm right there with so you So are all. your players. Okay, so I think the question is, what is the relationship between the Truth Seekers and the Order of Light? Or is there? Is Yeah, what, yeah, what is it? They may not is even it? know who the yeah, Truth Seekers are. Okay. Well, we'll ex- yeah, we would explain. Okay, so that's question one. So now do we want to know and more are, specific things about Dorma? And I guess are they recruiting the elves to fight alongside them? Fight who? Yeah, and fight whom? And fight who? Yeah, like what what, who are, what, are, what are they fighting? What are the... Like what? what is... Yeah, what are the pirates What are the pirates fighting? slash the professor? What do these people want with the elves? Like to fight who? And then I think we need to ask some more things about Dorma. Like... Well, I got the impression that there's elves, dwarves, humans... Well, we know there's that a lot it's, of people. it's a double universe. It's everyone stops. So there's a version of all of us over there. So if there's a city here, we would assume that this, some sort of this city. So for example, is there a, there's a version of you two yeah. over there and there's a light version of Elwyn over here somewhere? Yeah. Wow. That's trippy. We don't know about you because we don't know where you're from. We I know. Don't know I don't think I'm from, from either realm. Yeah. Oh, should we, or should we ask why some things don't turn into shards? Yeah. Like why, yeah, why? Why did that last pirate not turn into a shark? Why is it a carcass? Yeah. Okay. That would be a good one. All right. We have our three questions. Do you need them clarified? Yes. So let's go. Question one. What is the relationship between the truth seekers and the order of light? This guy, the dead guy, right? Is he one of those? Yeah, he was a truth seeker. He had a tattoo and all the things. They would not have any information on the truth seekers or why they're connected. So you try to explain what the truth seekers are. Yeah. They're actually called the Truth Seers. Seers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Try to explain who the Truth Seers are and even point to this guy. And they're like, well, they're, the tattoo. they're part of the pirate crew, which is the Night Circle. So I assume they're connected, but I don't okay. I don't think they're connected to the... They would not think they're connected to the other clan, which you guys call the Order of Light. Okay. Next question. You said that the pirates and the professor and the Night Circle are trying to recruit you guys. What are they recruiting you for? Who are they fighting? They would tell you that they are recruiting them to bolster their presence. So make their pirates bigger, like their pirate organization bigger, because they are hunting for the Harbinger's Gauntlet. That's what they say, the Harbinger's Gauntlet. Do we have anything of the Harbinger's? You do. What do we have? The bow, is it the bow, the Harbinger bow? I'm going to pull my bow. Can I? Can we interact in this part? Or yeah, I you can. I'm going to pull out my heart, and I'm red hearing these things. She's going to pull it. She's like, this is the Harbinger bow. Did you get surprised that you have one of the relics? What, re- what are relics? So there are a number of relics that are referred to as the Harbinger's bow, the Harbinger's gauntlet, the Harbinger's helm. They list off a handful of them. They are relics from centuries ago. They have immense power, and they are coveted. She's going to pull out the ring and be it. like, is this one of them? No, they're all made of wood, like this. You know, be pointing at the bow that Woods is hold- uh, Red is holding. Is this a private conversation with, we're having with, like, the leader or something? Sure. I'm going to ask, for, for our safety, can we just keep... I didn't know that th- that is what this was. Can we keep this between us? Sure, you can do that. She's going to put it for the time being in her bag of holding. Okay. I just thought of another question. Do you, do you want to do you want to switch questions? You're looking for your friend. This is an official question. We're still deciding. Do you think they would know if they did have your friend where they would be keeping your friend? I think the fact that they don't know who the truth seers are. Okay. Or the yeah. order it's just, of light. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, it's, just, it's your all's mission. Yeah. Why are there carcasses and why 
haven't some bodies turned into shards? We have noticed that a couple of the pirates will wash up that are not shards. We're not sure why, but it's new to us. We always just, when everybody, when they die, they turn into a dark shard. We need to get them away from our city, which was really easy when we were flying. We would just drop them off the edge. Have the only people that haven't turned into shards been pirates exclusively? They've all had this mark. They point at the tattoo on the guy that's the carcass that's just hanging out in this cave right now. (laughs) Did you um, loot this pirate to see if there was any coins or anything from your specific Yeah, I don't think he had anything, right? Nope. He had nothing? Okay. I know I've asked you this question before. So the realm that Kincaid's from, when people die, do they turn into shards or is it just death? They were death, yeah. They turn into corpses. Which makes me, okay, that makes sense. Which makes me think I'm not from either Dorma or this realm because people die like this guy. Yeah. So maybe he's from my realm. Or maybe we're That's, just the only other two realms that do yeah. this. Right. Because we're some we're connected in some sort of weird way. Ah, looks like the bard has done it again. What a splendid crowd y'all have been. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Cottage Rest Inn. Hey guys, it's Mike, your host and Dungeon Master at Carriage Rest Tales. I just want to say thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. It really means a lot to us. If you are enjoying the content and you haven't already, please give us a five-star review. It's really going to help us grow our listenership and be able to reach more people. I also want to give a special thanks to Tabletop Audio for providing the background music for today's episode.